I'm Derek Thompson, the host of the podcast, Plain English. We tackle technology, politics, culture, history, everything that's happening in the world and why it matters. New episodes of Plain English drop every Tuesday and Friday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. They opened the door and who entered? The king of Rome, the king of Rome. The king of Rome, the king of Rome. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome to Writers House on Ringer FC. Hope you're all safe and well. Today we're going to talk about the men's and the women's FA Cup quarterfinals, the England squad. I'm going to give some more flowers to Tammy Abraham. And my guests are Mayawa Quadri and Mr. Musa Akwanga. How are you doing, fellas? Very well, very well. Hello, 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 hello. Are you on good form? Always in good form. I'm in exceptional form. I'm in exceptional form. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Why would. You know, the thing is, is that I, I feel like I spent a lot of my time saying I'm just okay when deep down I want to say I'm, I'm in exceptional form at the moment. I'm in exceptional form. Exceptional Listen, form. I just got made a godfather for the second time. So oh, I saw, it, yeah. I saw, is it, what is it, Lily? Listen, the godfather part two, we're calling it. That's what they're calling it. <laughs> streets. I saw sitting on your lap. I saw someone sitting on your lap. It's sweet, oh. huh? Beautiful, beautiful child, beautiful child. So yeah, very exciting. How does it make you feel, Moose? Does it make, oh my gosh. Brought me to tears. It's such an honour. It is. It's amazing. People don't realise, Moose, that being a godfather, you know, obviously growing up in the film and everything, mm. it is the one of the most highest accolades you can give to somebody in respect. You're giving somebody your child if something happens to you. You're it's one of the greatest honours of my life. Yeah. Because it's what it means honor. is- honour. Yeah. Also, someone like me, like I've had like variety of different careers and you, you you do lots of different things. You know, I'm not I'm not someone people might necessarily look at conventionally speaking as, oh yeah, that dude is like kids and more. Mm. That's not that's not my life. So, so to be recognised by someone like that, someone to look at this person and go, this person is absolutely solid. He's the one. Is a huge- He's the one I huge, want to look after yeah, my child. It's one of the greatest, yeah, compliments of my life. It's yeah. one of the greatest, man. May, are you a godfather yet? I'm not, but I am a pops. So <laughs> yes, see, just, there we see. There, there, it is, there it is. The pops. <laughs> United himself. <laughs> <laughs> Many are called, few are chosen. <laughs> exactly. The, the, the thing about the um, <laughs> the thing about the pops is, of course, the pops goes without saying. But like I say, it's it's when somebody has entrusted their child with you. Yeah, is, it's different. I've not, I, I've got that weird sort of situation where, you know, when it's sort of like those sort of like moments, like the Fabregas World Cup, it's not, it's not handshaking, but it's sort of like, this is going to happen. And, you know, it's, I've got those yeah. sort of agreements in place where it's like, this got is going to, this is going to be for you. We've, you know, it's not a contract yet, but it's for you. Those are the sort of verbs I've got going on with the Godfather situation. Right. But it's true. Right. It is a beautiful thing, right? That someone it's can sort of say thing. to you that. Wow. You're moving like, like FIFA. You're do. like inviting tenders. <laughs> He's, he's putting out tenders. Speaking of speaking of like Godfather stuff, like with you, right? What I find so interesting is obviously you've done everything you've done in the game, right? But mm -hmm. still, like you're like a footballing Godfather. Obviously, everyone knows you as Uncle Righty, but you're like a footballing Godfather where people are like, "Listen, I'm trusting you with the development of this young lad. 
Just keep an just keep an eye out for me. You know, listen. No, no one else knows him like you know him. Please. Oh my god! Like, so then I'm gonna end up in an orange grove. I'm gonna end up dying in an orange oh no. grove, falling off your chair. <laughs> oh no! Off my chair. Oh no! Guys, we've got to talk about the FA Cup. Yeah. We've got the semi-finals now. So mm. it's Palace, Chelsea, Liverpool, City. And it's funny because when, when you was young, when I was younger, you always wanted the, um, there to be an underdog in there. I'm quite pleased for Palace to be in there. And I think that it's, it might be a good time for them and the way Patrick have got them and what I watched them the other day against Everton, which is very hard to kind of gauge with mm. Everton because... For about 15 minutes, I don't know if you guys saw the game, um, mm. about 15, 20 minutes, they literally had Palace in a stranglehold, bro. Frank got them started. They came out the blocks and Palace, it was like a boxer just came out and he just, he yeah. just threw everything. It was the round one, Marvin Hagler, t- Thomas Hearns, and Palace couldn't get them off him. Couldn't get them off him. And yeah, but then, this, this also happens prior to thrashing. This always happens. Do you yeah. think, Moose? But yeah. you know what, Moose? Yes, yes. It was really, yeah. it was really strange and interesting to watch because I was in there and I was with Joe Cole. And in, um, Laura was in Joe Cole, and I said, while the game was going on, I said, firstly, I said, Everton need to score in this period, or Palace mm. need to slow this game down. And then, right, Andros Townsend got injured for four minutes. Game changed. Yes, yes. It, it was the break that Palace needed because, you know, I'm sure Frank would have been absolutely delighted. And the chance what Michael Keane had where he slashed at it. Right. Mm. And you think to yourself, you know something, the margins in this game for something to either work out because that's how Frank would have seen it. Because if, if I'm Palace, guys, I'm thinking, right, let's... Re- let's Weather the storm. Not even that, Mayoa. If I'm Palace, I'm going to say, right, let's just go at Everton. They're low in oh, confidence. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we know they won the other day, but they're low in confidence. Let's go at them. Let's put them players under pressure. John Joe Kenny, Michael Keane. Let's put these games on Holgate, the goalkeeper. And, and then for it to come out where you go out as the favourite and then bam, they punch you and you're rocked. You've got wobbly legs. And Palace, mm. through Andros Townsend getting injured, guys, they got the time they needed. And then... Once those guys got involved, Eze, Elise, Zaha, different game, Conor Gallagher. It was the game. It was just. It was just a matter of they're calling. They're calling Crystal Palace protective hair FC, which is <laughs> oh which my is, god, which is hilarious. <laughs> what they're calling them? Protective hair FC. <laughs> They've all got locks and dreads. <laughs> it's true, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of locks and dreads going on, man. But uh, that I think that that moment was it's you know it just sums up where Everton are at the moment. Where I don't know the, where they are, bro. That's no, but that's it. Remember, we were speaking about it recently. We were saying that nothing. If nothing happens, the, the anxiety builds because mm. they had that spell, and even though they were cooking, they were cooking, they were cooking. It's like. The second they need to pick this pot up off from mm. the cooker, they're going to drop it. Yeah. It's just always been the case. Well, when they're playing at home, it's the case. Yeah. It's just always the, the situation with them at the moment that he's like, it's not going to be a happy ending. And lo and behold, like you said, the injury comes and the next, you know, one, two, three, four. Mm. And you're just thinking that, like, oh my word. And because the thing is, the game before, they had that little bit of luck, didn't they? Last minute, mm. last, mm. well, not what, 99th minute, <laughs> to be fair. Mm. Beautiful goal, well, a beautiful goal, goal constructed, yeah. Amazing nice goal, really yes. goal. Tell you what was, I found funny about that. 
slight side topic, but it's like, it's funny how that was a perfect situation for the knee slide, lift the hands up. Yes, we're here. Just did this mm. little Instagram post. It's like, come on, man. That, this, you're in a relegation Ooh. scrap pit. It won't be in that game. That I was know, a perfect moment for a knee slide. He just did a little, little Instagram post. It's like, listen, you're in a relegation scrap. You need to rally the fans. Like, you know, a knee slide would have done it. But I think it's testament where Everton are. They just can't catch a break with anything. Mm. I actually think Everton handled that quite well. Like the euphoria of the, the late victory over Newcastle, which is a great win for them. And mm. it was, it said a lot that Everton could construct a winning goal like that under that kind of pressure because it was a glorious goal, right? Now, Everton were coming in with that momentum. And Palace, actually, interesting enough, Palace have played, not the last couple of games, but so maybe to the last few games, they've basically had to sort of absorb a lot of shock, right? Yeah. They've been shock absorbing mode. So they've actually been used to teams. For example, like you look at like the City game, they've been used to teams absolutely coming at them, hammering them. That takes an impact in terms of like how you set up a start of a game. So what it's saying really is maybe Everton thinking, if we go hard after them early, we can mm-hmm. unsettle them. The problem is actually, and Ian, you made this point perfectly, like over the course of the game, you know, you've got a midfield three against the four four two. They're going to start finding the gaps. Yeah. Palace are going to start mm-hmm. ball playing. And once they get Eze and Olise on the yeah. ball, who in my opinion actually are the two primary playmakers in that squad. And, and funnily enough at this point now, like Zaha is brilliant. He's been for a long time. Those mm-hmm. two players, I think, are ultimately more dangerous because what they do is control tempo. Mm-hmm. And when, once Eze starts to control tempo, as they did the dangerous thing, you do not want a player like that dropping 40 yards from yeah. goal because he will kill mm-hmm. you. This man it's the, moves, he's the moves second or third people goal. like this man. Like yeah, he, he moves, he moves like a ghost, but then also the way the man releases, he knows when to release Ian. And this is mm-hmm. very dangerous. We saw Mkhitaryan did it the weekend for Roma and he did it as well. You know those mm-hmm. passes that don't actually, not the assist, but the pass before the pass. When you hit yes. it and it splits the defence, the winger gets mm. it and then like it's the square across and it's in. And yeah. ev- the problem with Everton is they don't have that match control. They, like you said, they don't have the tempo control. You're like Modric does. Yeah. You see what, this is yes. what Elise is going to, Elise was playing in the front three, but that man is going mm. to end up. And I, I hate to say this because Palace fans will like be like, oh, you're just like talking about players getting sold. No, it's not that. It's more like Eberichi Eze and Michael Elisa have the ability to play for the very biggest clubs in Europe. And I had another thought as well. Here's a hot take to throw in. I'm not sure how much better someone like a Jurgen Klopp or a Pep Guardiola coaches this group of players. Like if you what, gave Klopp um, or Guardiola Palace. these players, if you gave him at the Palace players, this is how well Vieira is coaching them. It's difficult to imagine the extra margins that Pep or Klopp would make. You know that they're great coaches. Don't get me wrong. And I'm just saying that and they're having fun. hard to imagine. They're having fun. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's mm. what I'm saying, Ian. It's hard to imagine. Mm. Mm. You know the extra 20% that Klopp and Pep get out of any group of players? I don't yeah. see the extra 20% here. That's how good Vieira has been in charge he's, of this. He's got them, he's you think he's got incredible. them at full pump? Full tilt? Almost. I think, I don't I think can't they're there the I don't think they're full tilt. You don't think they're there? I think there's still another level that these boys can cook at because even if you look at how the, the team's been put together, like Alise's been, e- mm. like he's been eased mm. in. Eze's come back from injury. We don't know what the Zaha solution about whether he's going to be a centre forward next season or not is. I think there's still another level that they mm. go mm. to as they grow with each other. And of course, some of these players we're talking about are still really young players. Like Eze and Elise are only going to get better with playing more Premier League games. So I still think that mm. he's he's extracted so much out of them, but there is another level that they, and he could go to. Because remember, this is his first sort of season in the Premier League. He's still probably sussing it out mm. as he's going along. Next year, he would have learned so much from what he's been through this year. Like imagine him playing that Arsenal game 
next season if he had to do that again when it when yes. it all just went wrong he's going to know that listen I've got that learned experience now I'm going to cook you in this way and that way like what they're doing there is you've got to play Palace credit as well like for them to be in a semi-final yes. most teams don't really go for it in the league they're going mm. for it they're actually going for it for them yeah. to be in a situation where they had Roy Hodgson's for four years and they and I think Sean was saying it right where he was saying that he thinks that they were prepared to go down with Vieira in order to build back again just to come back and they're doing all you of know, this you're getting, yeah. you've got to give them credit yeah of course yeah, I, th- I think that um, one of the key things and it's very obvious is they've got to do something about either signing Conor Gallagher or they're going to have mm. to find somebody who does what he does because I've never seen anyone work that hard closing down running back um linking up with whether it's the, um, the defence, getting the ball, the midfield, going forward with the forwards. He gives mm. them so much that if you take him out, I think they lose a lot. Um, it's a Mason Mount type vibe, actually. It's, yeah, it's, it's very much so. Did, yeah. And it's, it's really interesting because obviously Palace have got Chelsea. Are, Palace gonna, are Chelsea going to let him play, Mioa? Because that's something that I've always had a problem with. If you, you, You've let a player go from the start of the season and yes, he's, he's your player. Um, your parent club he goes to another club and for Conor Gallagher to go to, to, to Palace and take them to the levels let's face it he's one of the main reasons they're doing what they're doing and then he's now got to the semi-final at Wembley which we all dream about as, as professionals and he can't play because his parent club's there with the club he's on loan to I just feel that there's something not fair about that yeah, it's it's not. It's not. I get every team will look for the little advantage, but I'm I'm a firm believer. Do you think in, Chelsea would let him play? I would hope they let him play. I think if anything, he's he's earned the respect and the opportunity to play at Wembley. He has done so much for that team. For me, it's like you've you've told this boy to go on loan and prove himself. Mm. Now he has the opportunity to prove it on the biggest that's got it's gonna be one of the, if not the biggest game of his career. I don't yeah. think it's if you if you're really serious Against about him coming your into the parent club, yeah, it's mad. But I would I would be like, listen, show us what you're made of. If I was Chelsea, I wouldn't allow that. I'd never allow that. I'd never allow. You wouldn't that. allow that because you want all the advantages, don't you? One of the most impressive performances I've seen in recent uh, weeks is what Crystal Palace did against Chelsea with the late winner by Chelsea. Crystal Palace were brilliant. They were brilliant. I think that was that that was without Eze as well. Like that was Elisa just ran the show, absolutely ran the show to the point where if Zaha had scored, I think. We had two great chances on the neither half. Palace take the lead in that game. It's a tight game and they end up winning it, I think. And they got a late winner, Chelsea. And so I would not allow, <laughs> if I had any choice you at all. You wouldn't let him do it? Ch- mm. No. Why are you? That it's team can it's hurt it's you. Look, oh, for, I, I love, so I love it. I love it when clubs play against players on loan. I love it. I love to see it. But I wouldn't allow it. I'd be devastated if it was me in his position. Mm. We've got to cover the other games as well, guys, because I've watched the, the Borough-Chelsea game and what you see when you watch Borough against Chelsea, as much as how good they've been on this FA Cup run, it's a proper FA Cup run Middlesbrough has been on. Mm. But when you come up against a Chelsea and it, it's just, a, it's almost like, you know, you've done well, but this is kind of where it's going to end. Because end of the road. Yes, it's, it is. It really is levels and you could see it in, in the way they played and the chances. Like Ziyech is, Ziyech's goal is so underrated from where he hit it's, the shot. It's incredible. Honestly. Yeah. He honestly. has no right to shoot like that. You know, from across, from the goalie can see everything, right? He's cut inside. The goalie mm. can see everything. And that's the only place he could put it. To be honest, it's like Jota's goal against Arsenal. With, you know, people are blaming Ramsdale, but it's the, it's, the, it's the levels and the margins that these guys are hitting. Ziyech's goal was unbelievable. 
Middlesbrough mm. done brilliantly, but you know they just come up against a, a, a top team. It's the goal it's of the round. Just, it's the goal of the round. Yeah, the easily, goal. like easily, because you look at it and it's like it's like a it's a harpoon, and it's it's oh, gone. God, it's, it's there. Amazing. Yeah. The moment he locked on that corner, it was in. The moment he locked on that corner because the angle he beats the keeper in flight depth swerve like the keeper's diving it's and it's always going away from him it's the it's the accuracy and the power from the angle this is what i'm saying yes. this, people can't under that's what it is moose you know what i mean mm. and because the goalkeeper people say mm, goalie. no that shot and sometimes you just have to say you know yeah it's it's it's, it's, it's an, an unbelievable strike because mm. otherwise the goalie saves it you know this is what i'm saying with chelsea the, i don't care what's happening with chelsea in that team is so fucking dangerous bro and the cup competition as well they're just so relentless the thing is Mo as well I want to say about this this the way that they scored like two within like half an hour and it was mm. it was the way they scored them the first goal was so business like it was like a training ground goal the way yeah, Lukaku mm. calls for it and the second goal just, they were, they, yeah. those, there are certain goals that are demoralising Clinical. Yeah. Even that the first goal, it's like mm, Thiago yeah. Silva, 37, the way he's playing out the back, just passing it around, it's like, hold on, this kid is like mm. some academy kid with like rolled yeah. at his feet. And then next, yeah. you know, ZH plays that amazing, like we said about Eze, the pass before the keep, the, the but, assist. Yeah. Oh. Amazing pass, breaks the line, and then Mason and, Mount. That's the sort of ball into the area that a striker loves. You just Keeper bam, doesn't just know go, where to yeah. be. No. All I have to do is arrive. It touches me, it's in the goal. And then you got the, the Liverpool game. That was it was a fantastic game to watch. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a really, really good game to watch. And again, what they what they learn and they learn it's a, it's a great lesson for a team like Forest and those players. They've got a few players in their team. You know, Jed Spence. You know what I mean? Johnson. They've got a couple of players in their team. You know, who you look at and you think to yourself, they will have learned so much from playing against that Liverpool side because. The chance what the guy had, what came across, Moose. Oh my goodness, Zinkanagel. I can never understand as as um as somebody who's in a position to score like that, Moose, is why they choose the most difficult thing. It's the natural thing. What came in their mind was the most difficult at that stage, and that only comes. The only thing I can put it down to is because they're not naturally in that position often enough to know that you don't want that ball to come across your right foot to onto your left foot because what could happen is it could come off your heel. Whereas when it's coming to you and it comes across your first foot and you just sweep it in, you at least get it on target. And then what happens is he misses, they go down the other end, they score. It's just like you think to yourself, wow, the game is so cruel. It is, but then again, I said this before, isn't it? And isn't, the levels and the margins, isn't, it isn't because look, I said this before, you never ask Destiny for permission. The ball came across <laughs> goal. The ball came across goal and we knew this it was, was his time, this his moment. moment. He knew, and this is the culmination. This is the arc of people's careers. You score that goal and everything changes. This was a true sliding mm. doors moment for, for Nottingham mm. Forest. And it was funny because you even saw certain moments where Liverpool players were slicing the ball high and wide. Things weren't coming. Yep, Crowd was, was loving yep. it. And it was an old school cup time. This, this was a very, you know, in terms of Nottingham Forest, Liverpool, the historical significance of this, this is like late seventies, early eighties, like two teams just dogging it out for best in mm -hmm. Europe. And this is, yep. this is a historical tie. He scores that and it changes the kind of trajectory. Everything of, changes. Everything. Everything changes. Everything. Changes everything because all of a and, sudden and Nottingham Forest who have yep. been beating teams, they get on that, they get into that, Mindset they're going again. to Wembley. They're Honestly, going they're going to, to Wembley. Wembley, man. 
It's such a and shame. This is the problem. Probably. He finished. He finished as if he was aware of that moment. He got taken yeah. off straight away. Yeah, he finished as if he was aware of destiny because it's devastating that he did that. Yeah, yeah. God, Jesus, so sad. And then um, the Wade City dispatched Southampton. And you know what's quite demoralised about that is because you're so close to the glory. And I'm not saying that you're going to be satisfied with playing in the semi-final, but you're a game away from the actual final. And if you beat City in a cup competition like the FA Cup, and it would be brilliant, the underdogs, and then you get to Wembley, and then all of a sudden we could see one of those unbelievable underdog finals against one of the top teams. And that. But City literally, again, business-like. Yeah, absolutely. Just, yeah, it was cruel. I think Pep enjoys like the Haas and Huttle rivalry. He, I think he enjoys playing against those thinkers more than he enjoys playing against, not, not that all managers aren't thinkers, I'm not saying that, but he enjoys that post of brutal outlook. There's early round of the FA Cup, I think it was last year when it was a really tough, I mean, they, they had three late goals, I think City, but it was nil-nil till very, very late. The team just really went at them in quite a sort of, not a reductive way, but quite a sort of like mm-hmm. aggressive um, and just unsettling way, just disrupting their rhythm and everything. And yes, this was this. And the thing is, also let's let's give credit to City because they're in just that they're in a they're in a really good flow. Actually, they may not be always yeah. like scoring the goals they want to in terms of expected goals, but like they're in a good flow in terms of the way the players are interchanging, passing, moving. It's just they're on a different level. At this point. Foden's goal as well is. Foden's oh goal God. was a, a goal that was just like, there, it, there you go. That's, that's what yeah. I've got. I've got that. It's a demonstration. It was, so, it was so good. Yeah, it was. It was a demonstration of, oh, you're giving me this much time here. Okay, bam. Sorted, no Can I be honest? You know, that's I scary that. as well with Foden. Foden and Saka are scaring me because they're adding distance scoring to their repertoire. Mm, wow. You notice it. When Foden mm-hmm. and Saka first came in, close range oh they're nice they're like come to a house mm. party oh they're not talking too much yeah. and then like half an hour into the house party they're like hey like they're telling all the best stories that's how they are now Foden <laughs> and Saka they've got their feet under the table now in the Premier League and they're now showing us the mm. full reign because yeah. that strike from distance that's what Saka's doing as well isn't it like from exactly yeah. what he's doing Saka's going to that place we've got to talk about the women's FA Cup guys big draw you know, mm. West Ham Man City Arsenal Chelsea bro. big draw wow big Big draw. That's massive. Chelsea need this cup. Not only do they need it, it's just there's something about Emma, about lived experiences and sort of, I remember the beginning of the season. I remember the fact. You remember, she's not forgetting that, bro. The beginning of the season, how our man was going on. She doesn't forget. And she uses it as, if there's anyone that uses moments as motivation in football, Emma's up there in terms of, listen, you remember that. She's probably writing it down on post-it notes and putting it all over the changing room. And being like, remember. We can beat them, bro. We, we, we can beat them, you it's know. A, it's, a good, it's a very good game. It's a very you good game. We can beat them. And I, and I think that... And when is that game? The 17th. So in terms of the league as well, I mean... Yeah, 17th. From Arsenal's point of view, they've got to have something else in the makeup going into that game. There's got to be more big up your chest vibe. Right. Mm. Come on, Chelsea. We're going for it with you lot, man. Because my, my initial reaction is... You, you, you naturally go, because it's the semi-finals, you know, who you get is going to be tough. You naturally go, oh, Chelsea, man. Because of Emma Hayes, bro. I don't think Arsenal should be scared at all. You if don't you look think at the second course. half of that, no, that League Cup final, the second half of that, I'd actually be slightly worried if I were Chelsea because there's pressure here for them, right? They've obviously the league, um, Arsenal are close mm-hmm. with them, but Chelsea, like that, that exit from the Champions League, right? This is um, an underwhelming season for them, no matter what they win. Two trophies, they can at least say, okay, well, we've, we've got the league, we've got the cup. But this is, 
they have to make a statement with Arsenal here, I think, Chelsea. The pressure, I think, is more on them, funnily enough. Do they have to make a statement, though? Yeah, they do. They do, man. They do. But isn't that the risk? It's like a boxing match, right? Where the boxer feels like, I have to go out and, you know, wow the crowd and everything. And in trying to do that... That's what Everton done. You get, you get caught with Palace. the uppercut and then, then you're starting. You get caught. And then, and then you start panicking, like, oh my gosh, like I'm running out of and rounds to get exactly, this done. That's exactly, Mayo, that is exactly, it's a really good point. Simply because, again, you, you, you know, you go out there and you think, yeah, man, we're going to go for them. And then bam, you, you know that they've got the knockout punch and then you feel it for the first time. Mm. Yes. They're going to have to go out. They're going to have to be in their face. They're going to have to score in the right moments and keep the pressure on. Because what I saw with Chelsea, and I've seen Chelsea, when Brighton beat them, mm. they kept at it. They, I don't know what they've done with, with Brighton when they kept at it. Dan Cutter scored a beautiful goal. Let's, get, let's not get that wrong. But at the same time, you keep these teams under pressure. You have to keep them under pressure and believe in what you're doing and take the opportunities when they come because that's what happens against them. They give you something. If you don't take it, then that's down, that's down to you. I think there's something to be said as well. The return of Magda Eriksson is huge as well. Like that mm-hmm. is enormous for Chelsea, the back line and the, the playmaking yeah. function. Ericsson's return, I think is going to be crucial in this one to watch. I think they think about just sort of where Chelsea have been in terms of being the, the chaser this season in a way, even though they've got that one game in hand that would put them above. They've been chasing Arsenal and it's almost like, okay, in this sort of competition, we can just trap you and put an end to this. Mm. I get what you're saying about it has to be a statement because the season might be underwhelming otherwise, but I think Emma knows that, listen, I just have to get them boast out of my players in this one moment and she'll approach it in a way that they will try their best to maximise that and they'll just keep going for the full 90 and hopefully get it done. But it, it, it is a blockbuster game. I think we've, it's testament to how far Arsenal have come this season to be a powerhouse and to be a team that mm. is set in standard because we, we, we thought it was possible. We put our hats out saying that it could be possible, but to see it and it happen is a different thing entirely they have done mm. really really well this season and in times it's like they're not even cooking yet there's so many players that are not fulfilling their full potential so right. it'll be interesting to see how it all comes we'll together see how it out. but like you know it, it, the good thing about it is like I say you get to this stage of the competition it's very exciting but isn't it's the nerves it's like I think I was more frightened getting ready to play in semi-finals than the finals easy you don't want to go out why is that because like you're, you're so close Miawa mm. you're so close um, I'm quite fortunate that all the semi-finals that I was involved with, we got to the finals. So, you know, people saying it's the worst time to lose because you're literally forgotten. It's forgotten mm. and you're so close. Let me just throw this in as well. I want to just mention the other semi-final very quickly because it would be a huge deal if West Ham beat Man City the way that Man City so, has so, been playing so in some of the recent games. So they got, be, they got a, a massive... narrow win over Ipswich. So just for West Ham, just a shout to them, because if they can make something happen in that other semi, if they could do that, they'll need, they'll need a lot of things to go their way. Let's be just respect yes. them. I need a lot of things to go yes. their way, but if they can pull that off. Ipswich did so right. well in that game. That's what we're talking about. You come so close, no one goes, you know what? You tried your best. You just yeah. want to get like, but Ipswich really, really tried in that game. Well, I was impressed. Sad. Some good semifinals, man. Men's and women's. Going to be a good, good one to look out for. We've got to mention that this is um, obviously going out on Wednesday. And I'm going to the Wolfsburg game. To be, I'm really looking forward to that. And Jill Rhodes coming back, one of my favourite players ever. So that's going to be a big one. And then obviously North London derby on Saturday for the women. So massive, massive games coming up for Arsenal. You know, if they if they can, if they can get get stuff out of these two games, I feel like then the Chelsea semi final won't bother me so much because I feel like this would take the ladies 
to a place where I'm thinking, yes, we can do it, man. We've got our capes on. We've got our capes on. We're super. Let's go and be super. I want Arsenal to win a trophy they might feel they don't deserve. I want them to go at this Champions League. Like, you know, like there are, every year there's a Champions League um, where the team that wins isn't necessarily the most fancied. Mm-hmm. I want Arsenal to just like slyly just be like, we're taking this. Like with the come of that well, energy. Like Paul, Only because- like Porto won it. Yes. Okay, thank you. I, I, that's mm-hmm. exactly what I was thinking of. Did you know I mention this as well? Because everyone will be like, oh, Barcelona are amazing. They are like one of the great teams. We'll look at them 50 years from now and be like, that team is astonishing. But here's the thing. People forget the matchups. And they forget the difficulty, well, not everyone, but the difficulty that PSG gave Barca in, in that semi was extraordinary. Mm. Like they made them look extremely ordinary. And of course they're not there, mm. but the matchup was so good. So I just hope that Arsenal can summon some of that in terms of their matchups, yes. because, you know, we talked about Viv Miedema having a really tough start to the season, but Flo wrote a great piece about Flo Lord Hughes of this parish, a great piece about mm. Miedema's season and how she's just adjusted to playing the 10. Yeah. So the kind of the intellectual battle of Arsenal-Wolfsburg, I'm fascinated to see how they match up with each other. I think it's actually pretty yeah. good for Arsenal. I'm but I want Arsenal to be thinking, let's, let's go the whole way with this. We can go the way. Yes. Guys, I've just got to mention a name to the man then. Tammy Abraham. King of Rome. The King of Rome. What he done to Lazio? The King of Rome. Listen, facts upon facts. The King of Rome. What did they do? They was it called? They opened the door and who entered? The King of Rome. The King of Rome. The King of Rome. The King of Rome. That's all she said. What did they do? Open the door and let, who did they let in? The King of Rome. The King of Rome. They've let in the King of Rome. The King of Rome. King of Rome. You know something? I sent... I sent Tam a message as well, you know, because you send messages to, to the guys, them, like all of them, every single person, mm-hmm. like the, when they get injured, when they, what's going on? When, they, when, I, when I feel like they're feeling down or feeling something, just send a message and sometimes you get a message back, sometimes you don't. But then at some stage, they, you know, they'll say something, bam. But like the way Tammy has gone over there, he's lit it up and I couldn't see it. I couldn't see Mourinho taking Tammy there and it working like it's worked. I, he's, this is where Mourinho, it baffles me in when he, he's just said, you know something, of all the people, I'm going to take Tammy, I'm going to take him to Roma and put him in this team. And I remember watching his first game, he was magnificent from the off. And then mm. I look at him now, he just looks like... It's his team. Yes. It, yes. It's his team. And the way they're celebrating with him, everything what's going on around him, it just feels like... it's he's his, he's, Yes, he's that guy. And, that, and you know the thing is, Moose, we tried mm. to get him Arsenal. And yeah. when you look at Arsenal playing now, how yes. Tammy's playing, and what Arsenal doing, you can say, you say to yourself, Mikel, Mikel, I fucking see it. You see the vision. You see the it's vision. You see the vision. See because, the vision. And the, the thing is, when it was happening, you're thinking, mm. you know when you kind of think, yeah, Tammy, yeah, I could see it because he ripped us to shreds. The Chelsea the, game. Remember the, the spin? Game. He, oh, mate. The thing is, Tammy's always been a goal scorer, like his championship record, ridiculous. The Chelsea season where he was actually playing, cough, cough, 15 mm. goals, no, no penalties. Even Remember. in the season when he wasn't playing, he was still chipping in here and there. But what yeah. he's done now, he's in a situation where his all-round game, for me, when I'm watching him, is improving. 
when you people talk about the numbers, about the goal efficiency and everything, and I'm like, listen, no, look at that. That means that he's actually taking chances and still going. If you want to talk about impacts, why don't you talk about the fact that he's scoring the first goal in the game all the time? He's all saying, the time. you know, it's that's me big. that's going to carry this team. He has literally gone out there. And that's why I give him credit because he's the latest British player to go out to Europe, get away from the media and just thrive. And for me, I saw what Sancho did. I saw what Chaloba did when he went to Napoli. Mm. I, saw, I see what Tammy does. I see what Tomori's doing. I'm like, why don't one of these young boys just say, you know what? It's about opportunity and going where you are valued and just go out there and enjoy football. Tammy is enjoying football. He is, but it's terrifying. This is the thing. We can say that. We can say this now, right? And you're right. You're right, Mayo. But bear in mind, like what? Like, what's that thing about the um, average average person in the UK has, I think 20% of people in the UK have a second language, right? Like compared to like Europe, like Europe is obviously living in Berlin. There's an ease to moving across borders in Europe that people don't necessarily have in the UK. The culture of moving, I'm not saying that Tammy himself doesn't speak loads of languages. I'm saying that the culture in the UK of like- It's very different to like abroad, mainland it's Europe. Much, it's much, mm. psychologically, it's very difficult, right? And Serie A is, even though there are more goals in that league now than there were in the, you know, the earlier times, like Beppe Signori and that all around, shout out to them, but it's still a hard place to go. Now, the reason why I thought this would work out I, I, is because- Jose Mourinho loves number nines who take responsibility. That is a consistent theme. If you look at that man's entire career, he has always given a hell of a lot of responsibility to the nine and he will mm-hmm. love you. He will praise you. And if you get onto a good he's, start with Mourinho as a number nine, mm-hmm. he's your guy. Like, and it's not like- His strikers always he, score. His strikers always score. Thank you. This is the thing. And you said that before, like, you know, I fear for Tam and I get that. Mm-hmm. But I was also looking at the, the pieces in that Roma squad, Pellegrini and Mkhitaryan. Mkhitaryan. I was like, this Mkhitaryan, hot click. Yeah. And the thing I love about Tammy is like, he does the best thing, the two best things that uh, number nine does, right? He gets the hell out of the way and he crashes the mm-hmm. box. Yes. So he's good in the build up, but the way this man is scoring from like, you know, two inches out, two feet out, the yeah. ugly goals. Mm-hmm. I love this. Yeah. He desires ugly goals. And mm. to get an ugly goal, to be two feet out, you know, it, Ian, it's the, it's the first step. You're outside yeah. the box, you're, um, how does it say that? it's like when you're at the top of the road and you smell the home cooking from the top of the road like and the way that you attack the table is the way this man is attacking the box when I, <laughs> you know Tammy Abraham he's like he's two yards near to the box and he smells the home cooking and he is there he is the first one with the plate he's feeding it's something he's improved on as well though yeah something happens and it seems like it happened to Tammy because you see the first goal what they scored the other day it kind of it came off the bar came off his knees he's bam he was a yard out yeah. right He's got the hunger. He knows that the goal from a yard out is just as important as a flick yes. up. Do something. It's more, it's, it's even more important. To eat. He just wants to eat. He just wants to eat, Mioa. He's eating. He just he's, wants to yum a food. From the table. He just wants to yum a food. And like, I, I love it. I say it as well, see how he's scoring against more important teams. You see how the yep. Juventus, yes. when I saw Big him teams. score that, it reminded me of when George Weyer scored the header, I think Milan in that title winning season. Weyer scores in the one all away at Juventus. And I'm like, this is sick. Mm. When way is, if you're scoring away at Juventus, that's the thing. You can, 10,000 years from now, it will still be mm. difficult to score away at Juventus. No matter what happens to human civilization, that will always be a vital mm. goal. When he scores that, I'm like, when you are now trespassing in that territory, because you know, if you're, if you're a centre forward in a six yard box in Italy, you're trespassing. You're not welcome there in any circumstances. You're asserting yourself in that space like he was doing, he did it against Roma as well. Like he's uh, against Lazio, sorry, in the derby 
against Juventus. He can, and, and against, against Atalanta as well. He went to Atalanta and scored and he fought his way through that defence to score. Yeah. When Tammy lists individual goals that he scored this year, the milestones, because of course all goals are equal. Yes, they all add up, but there are some goals that mean more than others, right? Mm, and he's scoring the goals that mean more. This is the thing. You know, there's some goal scorers here and we talk about the like volume scorers, but can they score in big matches? We won't name names in this podcast because I don't want to be that guy that like calls people out, but there are some strikers where they score a lot of goals, but you're like, can they score in those particular matches? But Tammy is doing that. He's proven that he And can. if anything, the one criticism is actually Mayo is that his team around him, they're not at the level that he is at, which is a bit of a shame because mm. I'm now thinking like, you know, what, you know, Tammy Abraham could operate in, there are, there are not many teams he could not operate in, actually. What's so funny for me is it, it, I remember we had the Declan Rice conversation months back and we're saying, if you look at the situation he's in now, there's no quick rush for him to make that next move. No. You're Declan, just, yeah. You're, yeah, Declan, yeah. Like with, with Tammy, it's like, you've done the first season. Could you do another and really smash it up? Does he need to do another? Because I think that Tammy's gone there, Mayoa, to say, right, let me go and show you what I'm doing because like, I don't think there was enough takers here mm. because for, for whatever reason, Moose, for whatever reason, Mayoa, mm. there weren't enough takers. We tried, obviously, but like Tammy said, right, fuck you lot then. Mourinho wants me to, I'm going to go and see how I do. I'm going to go and, I'm going to go and do this. I'm going to go and do this. Now, they, they, they all must be looking at him. They've, they've got to be. For me, I see, I see like a placement year though. It's like finish the year. Like because, like we saw Lukaku, Lukaku went out there, amazing. And then you come back and then just, just I don't know why, there's something about England where the coming back, even if you've, you know, you've built up all of that confidence, the coming back, it's like you're back. Let's see what you're really made of. And all it takes is one little spell of not being where you were. And it feels like the walls just mm. close in. And yeah, especially- but Chelsea are, not, Chelsea are not playing for him. Whereas I think Arsenal, if he came back to Arsenal, yeah, Arsenal, Arsenal I think Arsenal playing Arsenal directly for him. He'll come up, he'll link the play and he's got the energy to get in the box. So I think that with Lukaku, remember I, I thought at the start of the season with Lukaku now, it's over. Chelsea are doing mm. it. But they're not mm. playing to him. Tammy has got the hunger to finish the chances that Arsenal are not finishing right now. They're making chances and th- th- there's someone's not in there taking them and Tammy now is at that stage where I'm, t- I'm gobbling all of that up. Yes. Do you reckon yes. after the one season he would have built the confidence to be like, I think so. I'm going to yeah. Arsenal to be the main man. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's gone to, he's gone to Roma. That's true. It's a big club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a massive club and he's the main man. And he was the main man from the first game. This is the thing I was going to say actually and throw in there. Like it's no small thing to be the King of Rome. Like you're Jeez. there and you're loved, a you're adored, well. the a lifestyle, brother. the lifestyle, the culture, the city that embraces you, that you really made your name. Like, why do you leave it anytime soon? You're in the England squad, you know, Harry Kane is, you know, he's getting older. Like who is, who is the next nine? Who's next up next after Harry Kane? That's the thing. And that's, that's it's the funny. prize. If that's the, if that's mm. the prize, then you hang around in Rome for a bit. Mm. He's, he's pulled out though. Yeah. He's, he got injured. He got injured, didn't he? So yeah, he's pulled out. Which I don't think is a bad thing, Moose. Go on, Moose. Yeah, I don't, I don't mean that. In, I don't mean that in the short term. I mean like in the next, mm. you know, Harry, you know, yeah. who's next after yeah. Okay. So that, then I'm thinking, well, obviously here's the thing. The problem with Roma that Roma might come down to is not the profile of the club. It's a huge club. It might be in the long term, it's the money. Like, because they yeah. just cannot afford to pay. They can't, mm. and this is no respect to Roma. They just can't rival 
over, let's see, six, I'm not saying Tammy's greedy. It's like over the six year contract, whatever they might offer, like five year mm. contract, just they can't match that financially. Mm. As incredible mm. as the club is. I just wonder if like, that's a move that he might make, let's say two or three years from now that he goes and- I, I don't think, I don't yeah. think he needs to be in Italy for, for another two, three years. I think if he does one more, that's what then I'm comes one back. More, I'm yeah, thinking yeah. one more yeah, then comes back. Time. So unfortunately, like I say, Moose, he's, he's kind of, he's had to pull out and I kind of left him a message saying, Tams, to be honest, what you're doing in Italy is what's going to get you into that squad in Qatar. Mm. You keep doing what you're doing. You, you playing against Switzerland and Ivory Coast, with all due respect to them, and scoring is not going to make it any easier for you to get in the next squad. You carry on doing what you're doing in Italy. You're going to, you're going to get into those, those squads. So don't worry about it. Just keep yourself right. You know, but like mm. he's missing, Ramsdale's missing, James, Reese James missing, and Trent. Trent's missing, but Tariq, mm. Tariq Mitchell, Tariq Mitchell oh, man. it's a brilliant call-up. I'm so happy for it's him. It's a fantastic call-up. Going back to Palace, that is mm. Mark Gaye, Gallagher, mm. and mm. him all in the squad. That's brilliant. Amazing. Amazing. That Amazing. is fantastic. And again, it's, you know, he's somebody that you watch him, especially defensive-wise, it's going to be interesting watching him playing for England if, if he gets a game, going forward again, because like we saw it with Wan-Bissaka, everybody went crazy, Wan-Bissaka, Wan-Bissaka, and we saw that when you've got a team that is controlling the ball more and then you've got mm. to get up there and, and support, get up there and play football in the offensive area and cross the ball, this is where I'm hoping that Tariq Mitchell can show that side of his, his, his game even more. Because remember, in playing behind Wilfred Zaha, you know, it's not, the kind, it's not the kind of thing where you're going to lay it into Wilfred, get round him and you're going to get it back too much. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how he's going to play if he can get a run in England so you, we can really see him attack because mm. he, that's part of Gareth's game. So him getting the call up, Gay getting the call up was, was really good. I think um, Tamori not getting the call up it's is something travesty. that I'm, I, I, I really do. Un, I, I cannot understand it. I, I can't understand it. And it's, it's one that's, it's not bothering me because Gareth will have his, his reasons, but I cannot for the life of me think what reason it can be. What, you know, with all due respect to Gahey, with all due respect to Connor Cody, Tyron Mings, Harry Maguire, I know that the, the, the people love saying this, you know, oh, they've not let him down and he trusts him and this and that. When do people get rewarded for what Tamori's done? He's gone out there and he's proven I can do this. When does he get the, you know something, you've you got to get a bring in. Let me give you a bring in. If you, if you don't play, it don't matter, but you've got to get a bring in because what you're doing is fantastic. With all due respect to the other guys, I'm never, ever going to say to people who've got an England call, well, oh, we shouldn't have got one. Never going to say that because it means the world to players and it mm. means the world. And then when you don't get it, when you're doing this kind of stuff, it fucking hurts, man. It really, I really think the does. Fair thing to say, yeah, because it's not so much you're saying the players aren't good enough to be in that squad. It's more like, what more do you have to do? Yeah. yeah. What more do you have to yeah. do if you're part of a defence um, and the midfield in front of him has changed a bit. You know, if you're, if you're top of Serie A in a resurgent AC Milan team mm. and you're looking like you might actually claim the title, what more do you have You've to do? You've got to get love. To be picked for an England squad. That to me is the question. Mm. But Carl Walker-Peters. So happy for him. Yeah. Great to see him as well. Like Carl Walker-Peters get, because I remember watching him at Tottenham Moose, Mayoa, and mm. I'm thinking, they got rid of Carl Walker-Peters and they brought in Serge Aurier. And when I watched Serge for a couple of games, I'm thinking, Carl Walker-Peters, I'm sorry, is a better player. They brought Emerson Royal in and I'm saying, I'm sorry, he's a better player than Emerson Royal. And even with Doherty, who does great stuff going forward and that, 
I've watched Carl Walker Peters and I'm glad he's got the call, the call up. Because I remember watching him. He was involved in the England under 20, under 17 team that won the World Cup with he's the latest. Phil Foden and yeah. all those guys. So I'm watching him, I'm thinking, why have Tottenham got rid of him? Why have they got rid of him when you watch how he plays? And, and for him to get the call up, I'm, I'm absolutely made up. Because for mm. me, that helps him. That gives him that like, buzz, what makes him go, yes. You know what I mean? Me moving from Tottenham when he, I don't think, would he have really wanted to? He probably had to because they wanted him out. He's gone to Southampton, not so fashionable, and continued with great form and he's been rewarded just in Southampton. So why can't Tamori get rewarded for going and playing and putting himself out there, playing brilliant football? You need to be rewarded. Kyle Walker-Peters has been rewarded. I hate to say, I wonder if Tamori's just not fully on the radar. Like, you know, Tally Abraham's goals have made him a headline. But if you look at, do you know what I mean? If you look at like the defenders they pick, like Connor Cody, for example, he provides the leadership, right? That's an intangible thing. So then who is he competing against Tamori in that squad? He's competing with, because, you know, he trusts, it's all about trust with Southgate. Trust Maguire. Trust Mings. Trust Maguire. He knows what he gets from them. Mitchell, he sees him more at Palace. Gahey as well. Tamori is the one player because a defender needs to do more to get noticed than a striker does. This is the one thing I'll say in Southgate's defence. A defender needs to do more to get noticed. And I'm not sure that he would have missed out by much, actually. It's not like if you look at that list, you're like, oh my goodness, like, well, he's at that Tamori because Tamori wasn't good enough. He just may not have seen him play enough football, actually. And also like he knows if you're doing, if you're Premier League defending, you know what you're getting, what the chemistry is going to be. Because it's not just about, um, what's the word, whether the player's good enough individually. It's about how will he combine with other players that defend in the Premier League. These are all Premier mm-hmm. League defenders. So he, it's a style of defending that he's like, actually, the chemistry, if I bring him in, won't fit because in Serie A, they attack differently. So maybe, and I, I love Tamori. I'm just saying that maybe this is part of the thinking in why he's well, been excluded. Well, Ma- Moose, I, ex- I, I appreciate that because you have to have that side of it as well. But I do believe that to bring somebody mm. in, have mm. a couple of looks at him, and then if he doesn't get in, then at least I can be on this side of it saying, yeah, well, Gareth's had him in a couple of squads. He's looked at him. Maybe he doesn't fancy him for whatever reason. But to not get him when he's playing in this good form um, just feels a little bit unfair. But at the same time, I'm delighted to see someone like Gahey get in simply because another player in the Chelsea Academy has done well to blast through that academy with the great players that they've got and the great defenders that they've got. And now, you know, he's moved on to Palace, played fantastic footballs, captain in Palace, and now he's got into the England squad. Another player that's taken it on himself to say, I need to move. I need to move for the better, for the, for the better, for the better ship of my career. And now he's in the England squad. It gives you a boost. It gives you something. Now, I'm not saying giveaway caps like Sven did against Australia. But what I'm saying is, is to give someone like Tamori uh, 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 that just to make him say, "Yeah, man, they can see me. At least they can." Yeah, see I'm in the picture. I'm in the picture. Do you know? Yeah, what, I, do you know I, what I found? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know yes. what I found awkward because Kyle Walker wasn't put in this squad because he said he wanted to give a look at everyone else, and Kyle Walker be in the next one. Mm. Why couldn't that be applied to Tamori? Like Maguire international mm. level, like. If you trust him, you trust him, you know what you're going to get with him. And like, I know that United players are not the news, in the Yeah, but it's United. That's, that's the thing, though, Mio. And that's the it's issue. United, it's Harry Maguire. Yeah. If he left him out, it becomes it's a big be like, story. It's just, it becomes and a massive like story. And so it's so frustrating on. sometimes because it really is. It should be simple enough to be like, listen, Harry, listen, 
Go and have three weeks off. Look after yourself. You've got a big World Cup coming. I want to have a look at this tom- tomorrow because he's exactly. been amazing. It should be that simple, but there's so many other factors that just go into it. But yeah. Sometimes if you overlook people, it's not really conscious disrespect. You overlook people and you lose them. You don't want to be in a position where you look back and say, we could have done we could have yeah, because- better by him. Some like Tamori being eligible for Canada, right? If he declares mm-hmm. for Canada, when you've also got Alfonso Davis and there, Jonathan David, who are like, as we say in quotes, hashtag generational talents, you're starting to build a really, really exciting squad. And you've got the World Cup four years from now. People start declaring for Canada, it starts becoming a thing to like, actually, like this team could go deep in a World Cup, could get past like, you know, the group stages, maybe get a second round, and who knows what happens. That's really exciting. And maybe it'll be a bit of a lesson to countries not to be too complacent about. Yes, yes, that's all I'm having saying. Having these players at your disposal. It's, it's true for when you're publishing a book and it's true for when you're picking a, a country to play for. Go where you feel the love. 100%. Absolutely. Where you feel loved and appreciated, you will play your best football. You will make your best art. Absolutely. You know yeah. something, on, on, on that note, you know, we've got to say where you feel most appreciated. We, still, we started with Tammy Abraham. He's, he's getting flowers because he's appreciated and he's playing his best football and long may it continue for him. So flowers for Tammy. Yeah. Okay, listen, guys, I've got to let you go. Um, time to leave the yard. Thank you very much. Thanks very much, Musa Kwonga. Thanks very much, Mayol Koji. Will I see you again soon? Of course, Absolutely, bro. without doubt. Is. I love you guys. Listen, I've got to say, everybody, thank you very much for listening. There won't be no Righty's House next week. What we, we will be back the week after next. So make sure you join us then for more chat. There's a lot going on, so um, we'll have a lot to chat about. Take it easy and be safe.